This is Shack Talk, presented by Eskimo Ice Fishing Gear and hosted by Kyle Agri and Anthony Kleinwachter. Turn up your speakers, grab your gear, and hit the ice with us as we talk ice fishing. Come on in, grab a bucket, and have a seat. We are talking ice fishing. This is Shack Talk Podcast, brought to you by Eskimo Ice Fishing Gear. Kyle Agri here with Anthony Kleinwachter, and we are just happy as can be to welcome everyone here to season four of Shack Talk. We glad are so glad that you joined us, Anthony. Let's uh, let's talk some ice fishing. It is that time of the year. We are we are staring. Boy, look at the weather here uh, as we are recording this. Uh, the very last couple of days of October, um, we're going to be making ice here before long. Everybody always says Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. No, ice fishing is the most wonderful time of the year. It's something that I look forward to year-round. The season, depending on where you live, can be limited in timing, you know, based on weather. But, you know, being able to get out there, you know, you prepare kind of all season long as you're getting ready for ice fishing, getting out there. Everybody's kind of ramping up, seeing what the new gear is, getting excited. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great season. I really look forward to talking about a lot of different topics that can help you know everybody that's out there listening and you know we'll just bs about fishing and have some fun that is what it's about and we talk about uh you know ice fishing the name of our podcast here is shack talk and and that really is what we're doing and i and for me anthony it's it's what kind of conversations are we having when we're with our buddies out there in the hard side shack for a weekend what kind of conversations are we having with our buddy as we're uh uh pulled that flip over over our, our head and we're, we're on a nice school of crappies or we're waiting for that magic hour to hit. You know, what what are those conversations? What are those things that are, are important to the sport, important to pursuing those fish? And that's what we're going to talk about. Exactly. Everything from, you know, talking about, you know, why the fish are there or why they aren't there, which is probably more often than not. But anything from, ta- you know, talking tactics to, you know, anything within the fishing industry, what's new, what's exciting, where do people want to go, where's the hot bite at, anything that gets you interested is things that we enjoy talking about. Um, so we're really excited for this season. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of fun things. And, and um, just for our listeners tuning in, we have really put some some plans to paper here and as we look at this season and and you know we're just starting out here and we've got a, a good 10 episodes ahead of us we've got some fantastic guests as you mentioned industry insiders but we're also going to talk to people who are just plain passionate ice anglers and and everything in between and that's really the beauty of this is being able to get different people's perspectives their their thoughts and their ideas about what makes them interested to go out on a frozen lake and drill a hole and and sit there and wait for a fish to come along. Ice heads were a different breed. Everybody, you know, you ask anybody, you know, that's not used to ice fishing, you know, explaining to them what ice fishing is, they're like, are you crazy? Like, you're going to go sit out on a frozen lake and stare at an eight-inch hole and hope that the fish swim by. Um, but there's a lot more that goes into it and really excited to talk about that and, you know, explain what drives our passion for ice fishing. Speaking of your passion, Anthony, uh, you and I will be co-hosting this season of Shack Talk. And uh, let's let's just kind of go back to uh, to the real foundation of what built that passion for the two of us, right? And, and for you, 
Um, ice fishing, I know, is a big part of your lifestyle. It's a big part of uh, what drives you during a, a good portion of the calendar year. Um, where did you get your start in ice fishing? Where did you get your start in the outdoors? My very first memories as a child was fishing, whether that was fishing from the dock in the summer or going out into the fish house out on the lake. Uh, I grew up fishing up on Lake of the Woods. That was kind of our destination in the wintertime. You know, there's not a lot to do in the winter, so when you're on Christmas break or you Things aren't going on during the weekend, whether that's activities in school. Um, we'd make a trip up there to Lake of the Woods, and we had a big permanent shack up there and wood stove and nothing fancy, but that's all you needed is being able to get out there and spend some time in the in the shack, whether it was 90 degrees because you put too much wood on the fire or, you know, 50 degrees because somebody left the door open too long. It was And it was never in between, right? It was always no. one or the other? Yeah, it was it was one of those things that I'll, I'll never forget. Um, you know, we've upgraded and transitioned away from the big wood burning permanent shack, but that's where I really got my start into into fishing and, you know, it grew from there spending a lot of time in the outdoors, whether that was fishing, hunting, you know, hiking, camping, anything. I've really enjoyed spending time in the outdoors. And you have a family. I do. You have a job. Yes. And you ice fish a lot. I try to, you know, everybody asks, what do you save all your vacation days for? It's, you know, fishing, hunting, all of the seasons. And that's really what, you know, I consider it my therapy. If I didn't have fishing, hunting, those types of activities, I'd probably have to pay a therapist to de-stress my life and listen to my problems. But when you can BS with a buddy, whether that's in a ice shack or at your hunting cabin and, you know, just talk through life and issues and tell stories, I mean, it just helps, you know, everybody be able to relate to one another. And those stories kind of are my therapy. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about that, isn't there? And, uh, whether it's a stress at work and you just need to kind of let it out, being out on the ice is a great, great outlet for that stress um, and, and just the busyness of our world. And I, I know that's one thing that I find a lot of is just how busy our world is with our with our smartphones and with our jobs and technology. And 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 let's face it, there's a lot of great things that come from that. Uh, and there's a lot of great things that come from all of the the things we have going on in our communities. Our kids are involved in things. Our our families are involved in things, and that's all great. But once in a while, you need to to kind of tip the scale the other way. And getting out on the ice, being able to to get out there either by ourselves or or with a couple of just select buddies, right? And and sometimes that's what it is to be able to 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 let go of some of the other aspects that are that are holding us really tight. That's a good thing. Exactly. And I mean, I don't know about you, but people always ask me, or would you rather ice fish or fish in the open water? And there's just something about being able to get out on the ice. You know, it's a limited season. It's a shorter window. It's as fast paced as you want it to be. You can go out and punch two holes and sit there all day, or you can run around and try and chase down the next bite. So that for me is what really draws me to ice fishing is it's what you put into it. And I know we'll talk a lot about that on how you can spend time, you know, researching and putting a lot of effort into fishing to get the rewards, or you can make it as easy as you want it to be and go out and just have fun with your family and your buddies and just enjoy your time out on the ice. And everything in between. Isn't that the truth, right? There's just an unlimited infinite spectrum of different options out there for how you pursue a sport that you love. And, 
You brought up a good point, Anthony, in, in mentioning that, you know, our, our ice fishing season, it's, it's a limited season, right? And I think that's one of the beauties for me of living where I do is the fact that we have so many different seasons. And when, when ice fishing season isn't here, I, I, I truly miss it. But I truly miss open water fishing when it's not here too. And I, and I really miss the hunting season when it's not hunting season. But by living where we do, we get to experience all of those things, right? And, and whether it's open water fishing, it's, it's chasing birds or deer, you know, during the fall and then transitioning into the ice season. I mean, they all have, they, they're all there to, to put a little bit of wood on that fire and that fuel, that passion. Yeah, and the nice thing about ice fishing is everybody knows how busy it is in the summer and fall. It seems like that those two seasons just fly by. When you get to ice fishing, it seems like things maybe slow down a little bit. I know we got the busy holidays in there, but you know, there's not a lot going on. It usually gets cold, so everybody's kind of bundled in the house and trying to stay out of the weather. So, it's a good escape from everything else. There's there's not a lot of things to do on. You're not running to the lake for the summer or trying to get out and get things done when it's nice out. So, what do we do? We put on a bunch of clothes and drag our gear out onto the ice and try to stay warm and catch some fish. And usually if you have the right equipment, you can do both. Exactly. Pretty easily, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about it. And so, uh, Anthony, just uh, it's kind of fun to, to learn a little bit about you and uh, know your background for ice fishing and kind of where you've come from. Where, where do you do most of your ice fishing now? You mentioned Lake of the Woods was an early influence uh, when you were younger. What about now? So Lake of the Woods is still one of my favorite destination lakes to get to, um, but I'm I'm honestly open to fishing wherever. I travel um, all over the Minnesota and North Dakota, up to Devil's Lake, Red Lake, Bemidji, Detroit Lakes. Uh, those are kind of, that's probably my core area where I really enjoy fishing, but you know, I've had the opportunity to fish a lot of great destination lakes and bodies of water that that's really exciting for me is trying something new, going after a different bite and having a lot of fun. And uh, folks that are listening and they they may or may not recognize the voice, but if they saw your face, they'd recognize you if they are fans of Fish Addictions TV. You are uh, a major part of that show and, and, and that real uh, brand identity. Yeah, it's been really fun to be involved with Fish Addictions. Uh, I was able to get in with Mike and the rest of the guys when we got started. Uh, we just kind of were a forum-based fishing a group of guys that wanted to provide information and started recording some videos, and it kind of just snowballed from there. We started doing stuff online. Um, we were able to pick up a, a TV spot and have some fun on TV and just continuing to share those adventures, share the stories like we're doing here with other people. That's why that's why we do it. It's It's having fun, enjoying your time out on the ice and out on the water and being able to share that with other people. I mean, it is fun, like you said, to go out by yourself and, and enjoy some alone time. But if you don't have someone to share those stories with, uh, it gets kind of gets kind of slow at times. But, you know, having fun with your buddies and relaying those stories is, is really what it's all about. I love it. I love it. It's great. And uh, folks, as we go through the season, we're, we're going to be probably referencing some of those experiences you've had with that fish addictions group, along with uh, some of the times you and I've had a chance to spend uh, out on the ice together. It's uh, memories, stories. Uh, those experiences are something that uh, we all treasure as we, we really look at this sport we've got uh, in front of us here. Yeah, we've had some good times out on the ice. And, you know, I know you've got a lot of stories and I know for the people that are listening, maybe tuning in for the first time, you know, we've had three previous seasons of Shack Talk and go back and listen to those episodes. There's been a lot of great guests, 
a lot of great segments, uh, a lot of useful information for you that's available. Um, so go listen to those. Uh, I've listened to them all. I've really enjoyed following this series and really excited to be a part of it. Fantastic. Uh, Folks, we're going to take a quick break right here. Uh, we got a quick message, and then we'll be back, and we're going to talk a little bit about our format for this Season 4 of Shack Talk. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Shack Talk. Brought to you by Eskimo. Really going to dive into this segment and talk about what we've done in the past on Shack Talk and what you can really look forward to going forward. Um, in our prior seasons, we really dove into the tips and tactics of ice fishing and a lot of destination and locations where you could experience ice fishing. And we're going to continue to expand upon those formats, really diving into those tips and tactics and talking more about destinations. But we really want to get to know our listeners and get to know the people that we're interviewing. And we're really going to have fun um, with some new segments, talking about gear, equipment, fish recipes, all of those fun things that we can talk to each other about and learn from one another. I know Kyle and I love talking fishing and Kyle, what is the one thing you're looking forward to most in this coming season? You know what, Anthony, what, as I look at what we've talked about and kind of what we've laid out, it was a great foundation with uh, previous seasons, the Tipton Tactics and the Destination Location segments we did, as you mentioned. But being able to expand on that, I really think that the diversification of kind of our topics is going to be a fun thing that, that we're going to do this season. Now, we're still going to do, as you said, Tips and Tactics. We're going to still do those segments. We're still going to do segments on destinations and locations, but we're not necessarily going to do both of those every single episode. And we're going to balance those out with some gear and equipment. And, and in my mind, I think that could be a really fun kind of aspect to explore because honestly, as ice anglers, our gear is our lifeline when we're out there on the lake and it'll make or break an experience. And so whether it's whether it's uh, some one of our Eskimo shacks or augers or whether it's uh, gloves or boots or fishing rods or line, whatever it might be, just the, the gear out there is that's pretty exciting to me. We've come a long way from a wooden stick with a little nail in the end and some line wrapped around it. So it is fun talking about gear. The the technology that's coming along with ice fishing, it's it's absolutely mind-blowing when you look at some of the different sonars that are out there and the, the different technologies even within the, the houses and the augers that continue to evolve and change and even the, the clothing that we wear and making it comfortable when you're out on the ice. The, the advancements just keep continuing to improve and and making us that more efficient and effective on the ice. Yeah, you're right. And this is one of the favorites of mine and yours as well, Anthony. And we're going to talk throughout our segments this year about some wild game, some fresh fish recipes, maybe some recipes that you can take some pre-prep at home, bring them out on the ice and, and enjoy a nice meal when you're out ice fishing. And you know what? That's going to be kind of interesting, too, because I think we've got some guests lined up who are pretty good at guiding us through the process of either caring for our fish or our game or preparing it. Uh, I don't know about you, but that's that's one of those that I'm also looking forward to. 
a lot of people always are surprised when I'm, you know, cooking or prepping food and they're always like, well, you enjoy cooking that much. And I say, no, I enjoy eating that much. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to go through all the effort to prepare a meal or cook a meal, I want to enjoy it. So some of those tips that we can give you or different recipes that are, you know, been tried and true by us that we really enjoy. I, I hope that the, the listeners are, you can pick up things from us that you can try out on the ice or try with your catch when you bring it home. I love to eat. I love fresh fish. I love fish any way you've prepared it. I've probably tried it. Um, so we'll share those recipes and, you know, and tips for prepping those meals with you um, throughout the season. And let's face it, Anthony, really ice fishing isn't and has not always been just pure purely enjoyment. I mean, our forefathers were fishing, whether it's open water or finding a way to fish through the ice, uh, out of the necessity to provide food. And there still is that back to your roots. At least it is for me. Thought of I'm going out here and I'm gonna I'm gonna catch some fish. And certainly there's the conservation side of things and catch and release. But I always enjoy being able to take home a meal, prepare it cook it for my family, my friends, whoever it might be, and and really just round out the entire experience. Yeah, the experience can be obviously made or broken by whether you're catching fish or not, but you know, there's something about really getting into those fish and being able to bring a meal home and, you know, obviously respecting the resource and making sure that you're keeping the resource in mind and, you know, not taking more than you need. I know a lot of people with the amount of time that I spend out on the ice are like, you you must have a freezer full of fish. You guys must eat fish all the time. Well, I take enough fish home for a, a meal. You know, I do share some with family and friends, but, you know, I don't like to eat frozen fish when you've eaten fresh fish. It's just that much more enjoyable. So I do take a lot of fish home and, and prepare them, but I, I do also throw a lot of fish back and, and leave them there for when I come back the next time. And let's, let's not lie, uh, Anthony. A bag of fresh fish is great for getting brownie points with the mother-in-law. Mother-in-law, father-in-law, your mechanic. I mean, you can go a long way with a fresh bag of fish and being able to share that with people. I really enjoy that aspect of it. You know, it's something that I do and I'm passionate about that a lot of people maybe don't get to experience, a, you know, a fresh walleye shore lunch or, you know, a fresh meal of walleye. So, you know, being able to share that with people and, and get their feedback when uh, when you can provide that for them is really fun. Okay, quick question, and we did, we didn't even talk about this ahead of time, Anthony, but let's just go with it. Uh, what's your favorite? If you had to choose one fish, and and you could just keep that fish and eat that fish species alone, right? Whether it be bluegill, crappie, walleye, pike, lake trout, whatever. What would it be? For me, it's got to be walleye. There's just something about that fish that. The, the flavor and, you know, most walleye that you're keeping are probably that 14 to 17, 18-inch range. and You're you don't, not keeping the 28, 29, 30s that you no, catch? No, but those will go back in the lake. But you can get, <laughs> a, you can get a good I'm size, kidding. you know, a, a good size fillet off of that size of fish. So for oh, yeah. me, that's that's probably my favorite as far as the, the size of the fillet. And, you know, you don't have to keep a ton of fish like you do, like smaller bluegills or perch or things like that to get a decent meal. So for me, that's, that's my favorite. How about you? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go a little different direction with that. Um, I guess when I think about my favorite fresh fish in a meal, it would have to be a crappie. Yeah. You get it. You get, and it doesn't take a lot of them, right? If, if you want to just bring home a meal for you and your, your spouse, or maybe you, you and your family, you get three, four, maybe a half a dozen nice crappies. You fillet them out. 
And my wife makes this recipe for fish tacos that's just absolutely to die for. And and crappies, in my mind, are the best. They fit in that taco shell just perfectly, right? So I, my mouth is watering right now thinking about it. But that would be my, I think, top of my list. Yeah, it's probably number two for me. So it's not far behind the walleye either. You know, you get a good deep fried chunk of crappie and it's almost like a potato chip. You know, you pop it in your mouth and it's... It's one of those things that everybody that's listening has probably enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, we better oh, yeah. stop talking about it before we start drooling over here. A nice crappie fillet on a, on a, on a hamburger bun, right? With a little Piece tartar of butter sauce, bread. and oh, yeah, I could uh, I could go for that right about now. Yeah, definitely. We should probably you know move on to our next topic before we start uh, getting off sidetrack talking about all these recipes and and different types of. Uh, fish meals that we've enjoyed. That sounds great, Anthony. Uh, let's take a quick break uh, and then come back with the third segment here of our introductory episode of Shack Talk for season four. And uh, when we do, we're going to talk about something that's brand new to the podcast for this season. Yeah, we're going to talk about why do I ice fish? It's really something that a lot of people maybe haven't asked themselves or asked one another, but being able to understand why we enjoy ice fishing. We're people that, you know, spend a lot of time out on the ice and, you know, why do we enjoy it and why do we continue to put in the amount of time that we do on the ice? Uh, So we're really excited to talk about that segment. So make sure to come back, listen to our next segment and we'll be right back. And we are back for the third and final segment of this episode of Shack Talk. Thanks for tuning in, folks. It's great to be back here uh, with Anthony Kleinwalker. I am Kyle Agri, talking ice fishing and and really just starting this season of Shack Talk off with uh, with this episode. We appreciate you tuning in, and we are so excited about this season and all we have in store. Excited for the season is an understatement, and being excited for our new segment. Really excited to talk to a bunch of different people in the ice fishing industry, as well as some, you know, regular guys that love ice fishing and and finding out why they like ice fishing. We're a different breed of of anglers when it comes to ice fishing. We're passionate about it. We talk about it. And I'm really excited to hear from other people why they enjoy it. I know why I enjoy it, but, you know, Kyle, why do you why do you really enjoy ice fishing? You know, this is what's going to be fun about this segment, Anthony. When I think about, for for me, it's really a diverse answer. It's not one specific thing. I love going out and really attacking a body of water, a lake, or a portion of a body of water with uh, with fellow anglers and going out there and really problem solving and figuring out where those fish are and, and what's going to make them bite. At the same time, I also love to go out on the ice with with just some friends, maybe my wife, my kids, and if we catch something or not, that's that's kind of just icing on the cake. It's just about being out there. And neither one of those scenarios is right, neither of them is wrong. You know, it's it's all about what is going to be exciting and fun for that particular day. And honestly, I think that's kind of why this segment intrigues me so much is the fact that that answer is going to be different for me than it is for you. It's going to be different for you than it is just about anybody else we ask. And there isn't a right or a wrong way to ice fish. 
everybody has their own ways, their own expectations and their own anticipation of what's fun. And uh, enjoyment for, for some might be that going out and, and really attacking the process uh, and, and going after it. And for others, it might be camping in a hard-sided house out on a lake at a, at a festival or, or at a gathering or at a fun uh, um, group of friends that are out there together. And I kind of want to, I want to know what, what really intrigues everybody in those different scenarios. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's so many different ways you can enjoy ice fishing and it really is about what you want to put into it. I mean, you can put as little effort into it as you want. There's places and destinations where you can drive your vehicle out. You can drill a hole next to your vehicle and you can fish there all day. And there's destinations that we fish that you spend, you know, 60 miles on a snowmobile getting to your spot. And and for me, I, I guess that's probably one of the things that I really enjoy is the destinations. There's so many great destinations. I know a lot of people um, probably get used to fishing their favorite holes, you know, fishing their favorite lake and their favorite spot. But, you know, push yourself to go to a new lake, go to a new destination, you know, talk to different people and find out where they like to fish. Um, the more information that you can gather um, talking with people, um, that's what I really look to do in the wintertime is, you know, talk to my buddies, find out where they're fishing. And, you know, not everybody's willing to give out their hot spots, but I know for you and me personally, you know, the more you tend to share, the more you tend to get back and return. And Without a doubt. And so for me, being able to share with other people what I've done and what I've had success doing, it just makes it that much easier when I'm looking for, you know, to take somebody else out or try a new lake and I can get a hold of somebody and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I fished there, try X, Y, and Z. Um, so for me, that's that's what it's really about is being able to share information, get people out on the ice and having fun. You know, getting people out on the ice, one of the things I really, really like is seeing someone who's never been ice fishing before. Right. It is brand new to them. They may have heard of it, but uh, perhaps they, they live in a different part of the country or, or maybe they just have a family that never did that kind of thing. And seeing their experience, seeing their just wonder of being out on top of a body of water on, on the ice and, and, and when they catch a fish, that is super cool. And, and that's part of the enjoyment of the sport as well is, is sharing, as you said, sharing information and helping other people be successful, but also introducing people to the sport. I mean, there's people that live in our area that still get nervous driving out on the lakes or, or, you know, spending time out on the ice when there's, you know, a lot of people in an area. But once you kind of overcome those fears, I mean. And learn a healthy respect for, for safety on the ice as well. Exactly. I mean, We'll probably say it once and we'll probably say it a thousand times. There's no such thing as safe ice. So knowing, you know, the conditions and being able to be smart about your decisions, we don't want anybody to, you know, risk going out on ice that isn't safe just to catch a fish or, you know, have some fun out on the ice. We want you to be safe. We want you to enjoy your time and be able to to share those memories when you get off the ice. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, safety is the number one rule. Well, and that applies whether it's first ice, whether it's mid-season, late season. Uh, safety is always a concern. Um, but like you were saying, once someone gets past the fear, they have a respect for the ice and the safety. They get past the fear, then they really have that opportunity to enjoy it. 
Exactly. Being able to get out on the ice with your friends and your family, like we talked about, is is probably what most people enjoy the most about fishing. And, and I truly enjoy spending time out on the ice with other people. It's it's fun to go out by yourself and have some fun, but if you don't have someone there to, you know, high five you when you catch a really nice fish or, or give you a hard time when you lose a fish, I mean. Or verify that story of the fish you did catch. Exactly. Or, or the one, that, or, got or the away. one that got away. I know we've all had those and, you know, being able to share those with another person, whether it's, you know, out on the ice or in your shack, uh, that's why I really enjoy getting out with other people and, and having someone to share those stories with. And, you know, ice fishing is such a social activity. We, we look at, you know, during the summer, you're out in the open water. You're confined to the, the space within your boat. Now, granted, you can pull up next to somebody. Um, you, can, you can see someone at a dock or at a boat ramp and, and all of that stuff. And that's good, too. And, and open water anglers are social. But there's a, a real uniqueness about ice fishing because you can set up in a group. You can spread out. You can walk. You can mingle. You can talk. You can... Um, there's you're just not confined by that boat and and that makes it really neat too when you talk about being out with buddies or friends or even just walking up to somebody you don't know yeah i always encourage people you know if you see any of us whether it's the fish addictions crew or you know anyone that we're out with come over and say hi we're always willing to talk to people talk about ice fishing you know share what's going on um, and I've done that too. I, I love walking out to people, you know, if you're going to a spot and somebody's there, you know, be respectful, park off to the side, walk up, but ask them how it's going. Most of the time people are willing to share it. I mean, you gotta, sometimes you gotta read between the lines, but you know, everybody's out there to have a good time out there for the same reason. So there's been a lot of times where I've talked to people and they've been like, oh yeah, we've been catching them. We're going to be leaving here shortly. Why don't you just use my holes or, you know, come right in here and fish with us. And, and being able to kind of share some of those stories with even just random strangers is, is a lot of fun being out on the ice. One of those interactions you don't always get on the open water. And, you know, we may take that, Anthony, and we talked about this. We'll see how it plays out. But we may take that whole why do you ice fish in this segment of the podcast and bring it out on the ice and record a segment with somebody we don't know because we want their perspective. We want to see what they have to say. We want to see why they're out there, why they're doing what they're doing. And, uh, you know, that kind of thing is is going to be intriguing here as we go on with the season. Yeah. And you really hit the nail again, like I said, by talking about the different varieties of reasons why people like to fish and, and not just, you know, you and I or our, our friends and family. I mean, there's young kids that are getting into the sport that just like to be able to get out and do something different. And there's, you know, the, the grandpas of our groups that, you know, that's this what they've always done. The and grumpy old men. The grumpy old men, yeah. That I, that I might resemble that <laughs> remark some days. Yeah, we all will at some point. But, you know, that's just what they've always done. They've always had their their fishing routine that they get into or, you know, whether they're going driving out to their hard shack to, to set up on their honey hole. Um, there's just such a wide variety. And, and that's one of the things that I know we both encourage is getting – any age group out on the ice, whether it's someone from, you know, just getting out and out onto the ice and learning to walk to somebody that's maybe, you know, this could be their last fishing trip. And everything in between, right? And, you know, one of the things I see, Anthony, that I think is important is the fact that none of those perspectives on ice fishing are right and none of them are wrong. And, and oftentimes you see ice fishing portrayed as you have to be hardcore, you have to go at it at 110% 
or why are you out on the ice? Uh, and, and, you know, marketing and, and social media and, and some of those things have an influence on that. And I really want to get the message across that it's okay no matter what you are doing, as long as you're out enjoying and having fun, being respectful of the laws, but having fun and, and enjoying this sport for what it is. I want to know why and, and what is it that I can learn from that? Yeah, that's the big thing is being able to learn. And that's really what this show is about and being able to talk to different people, learning different things and getting more information and, and sharing that with other people. We're always, we're a creature that always wants to learn and evolve and, and improve and being able to help people put more fish on the ice or have more fun on the ice is, is what we're doing. Getting more enjoyment out of those experiences, that is that is what it is. Anthony, I, for one, am extremely excited for the season. I look forward to us uh, having the opportunity to talk ice fishing. And here's the best part. I love it that folks have tuned into this first episode, but uh, they're not going to have to listen to just us talk for the rest of the season, are they? No, they're not. We've got a lot of great guests lined up. Uh, we're going to continue to look at destinations, and, and we're really looking forward from input from you. So, you know, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, you have a destination or, or someone that's really interesting in the ice fishing industry that you think would be a great guest on our podcast, um, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we're always more than willing to take that feedback. You can reach out to Kyle and I personally on, on social media or reach out to us at Fish Addictions TV or Brewer Agri Outdoors. Um, we're always more than willing to listen to what other people have to say, and we'll build that into our format. We've got a great list of topics and people that we want to talk to, but we also want to talk to you and, and get what information you want out of this. So feel free to reach out to us. Again, we're always here to listen. So with that, the show, we're going to close it out here. We really thank you for listening. Um, we thank our sponsors, Eskimo Ice Fishing, for being able to produce this show and, and be able to bring this information to you. So follow us again on social media, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, however you use your social media. And until next time, be safe and go out ice fishing.